Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Baby Slice is going to come fight. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he's... uh, you know, he's going to come represent the family. It's a nice touch because obviously Kimbo is going to yeah. be yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. Kimbo was like family, man. I still miss him. I, I still can't believe, you know, uh, that he passed, man. It was, a, it, was a t- it was a tough thing, man. Because like I said, he was part of the family. And, you know, it's uh, it was something that was really, really, you know, didn't see it coming, man. It really, it really hit us hard. Well, let's reflect first of all on the, on the press conference that yeah. we just had. Obviously, you're bringing this massive Paul Daly, Rory McDonald flight to London. Sure. But the majority of the questions from the media are all about age and Daly. I'm, I'm assuming you would have expected that coming in. Here. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, listen, there's a time and place for everything. Rory fighting, Rory McDonald fighting, you know, Paul Daly. Come on, that could be a fight anywhere in the world, man. We would love to have that fight in Canada. We would love to have that, I would love to have that fight in San Jose, you know? But um, we thought it would be appropriate here. And Paul wanted to fight a big fight in his hometown. And uh, something that he could eventually get to the title. Because, you know, he wants to get back and fight in Lima. That's really what he wants. And so I said, well, you got to fight You got to fight Rory then. And he said, okay, I'll do it. But um, listen, Paul Dilley's not fa- afraid of anybody. MVP's not afraid of anybody. Let's be real. These guys are fighters. So... My, my thing is, we do 20 fights a year. Let that fight simmer a little bit. Let's 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 build that fight up, and then we'll then we'll promote it. But I mean, you know, I think you'll see it within you know the next year or so. I don't think anyone here is complaining at all that you're bringing Rory and yeah. Paul to London whatsoever. Right. But in your thinking, why not take it to Canada? Why not perhaps hold it in the US? Why was London the right choice for this particular fight? I think you know it's uh, we, we thought about you know the. Um, like the implications of our schedule, right? And trying to move things around. And uh, and we were talking to a venue in Canada to, to maybe do a fight there, but Wembley was available. We wanted to do a big fight on Channel 5. This is gonna be on prime time, Saturday night, Channel. I mean, Friday night, Channel 5. So it's gonna air, you know, throughout the country. And, you know, that's something that's really important to us because, you know, as you know, Viacom owns Channel 5. And so Viacom owns Bellator. Um, so it just made a lot of sense in, in, in a, in a, on a lot of different levels. So I, I feel really good about it. Um, and, you know, to me, it's something that we're going to be really a lot of fun to watch, man. Because when I signed Roy, I said, I told Rich, I said, Rich, he's got a fight called Daily, man. That's the fight that I want to see. That's the fight the fans want to see. So here we go. We're doing it right here in, in the UK. And I think people are going to love it. What was, what was Rory's reaction when you presented him with the option of fighting Daly? You know, I think that um, you know, he, he knew that... Rory knows that the 170-pound weight class is probably one of the toughest in our, in our company. Maybe the toughest in our company. So there's a lot of killers out there, and he's a killer too. So, you know, to me, to me I think he, he said, you know, this is my job. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do it. And you know, he also wants to get the title. You know, he wants to go fight Lima at some point. So now he has the, the pathway to get him there and just falls in his way. So it's going to be a great fight on uh, May 19th. And that's absolutely sort of nailed, nailed in stone, so to speak. The winner of that fight will fight for the title next. Yes, and the thing is, 
you know, you could have injuries or this, you know, like stuff happens in the sport, right? But if, if all things work out, you know, the winner will fight uh, Douglas Lima sometime uh, before the end of the year. You had the show in London last year. Uh, Paul Daly headlined that one, an MVP. Obviously stole the show with that, with that knockout and the, uh, the Pokemon celebration. Mm-hmm. What were your big takeaways from that event that will help enhance the, the show even more second time around? Issue. Yeah, I mean, you know, when uh, we made the uh, initiative to just travel internationally and and to really uh, start building an international business, um, you know, this is one of the first stops that we came, and we had a lot of support from Channel Five, and Spike UK, and our product is broadcast here. But um, you know, there's, you know, it was like one of our first early shows, so I think there's definitely some hiccups that uh, you know we've cleaned up. But um, now, you know, doing seven, eight, maybe nine international events. Uh, we have a team that's dedicated to making sure that we don't have the same hiccups like we did last year. And um, I think that you'll see a, a fight card that from top to bottom was going to be something that the local fans will want to see, as well as the fans internationally will want to see. And that's really what I think Bellator, I mean, look at, look at what we're delivering. We had the Tito Chell fight, but Paul versus Brendan Ward, right? I mean, that was, two million people watched that in the United States alone. And then... Coming up this weekend, Fedor fighting Mamitrio, Rampage Jackson fighting King Mo, then we go right into Roy McDonald fighting, you know, Walt Daly. I mean, it, I feel really good about our roster, and it's going to continue to grow. I feel really good about where we're headed, and uh, this is going to be a lot of fun this year. We're going to have a lot of good, a lot of good fights. Talk about growing the roster. Obviously, you've, you've made it very clear that you're in the market to grow that roster with free agent signings. There's been some, some relatively high-profile names who. Their contracts haven't been renewed by the UFC. Uh, Ryan Bader is obviously a very well-known name that the discussions have been have been documented. There's people like Misha Serkinov, uh, Lorenz Larkin, people like that. Are these the sort of people you're looking to bring to Bellator? You're able to give us any insight on any any developments? With yeah, those I, I can tell you this right now. Uh, Lorenz Larkin is somebody that uh, we're talking to right now, and I, I love Lorenz. I mean, I love his fighting style. Uh, and put him right into the mix at 170. I mean, you know, it's, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but, you know, we're continuing talking. Hopefully we could, you know, you know, get something done with him because we'd love to have him on our roster. And the free agent thing doesn't all, it doesn't necessarily apply to fighters as well. I know you've, you've picked up some, uh, some free agent executives as well along the line. Um, one high-profile departure from the UFC is a play-by-play guy, Mike Goldberg. Is he somebody that you're potentially interested in bringing into the Bellator fight? Um, he's somebody that we're talking to, but um, uh, it's it's, and I'm not sure that it's um, you know like what's going to happen there. But I know that uh, Goldie reached out, you know. But you know we have a great play-by-play guy right now in uh, Sean Grande, and uh, but I know that there's a few dates that Sean can't do because uh, he also has commitments with basketball and the Celtics. So you know I think that uh, Goldie might be a guy that could come in and 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 you know and. And, and take some of those dates. But um, really, it's going to be, uh, I think, based on Sean's schedule and his basketball schedule. But, um, you know, it would be great. Wouldn't it be great to see uh, Goldie and, you know, and, uh, and uh, our guy Jimmy uh, and Chael? I mean, that would be a, you know, nice, you know, little, little you know, play-by-play and, and, uh, and uh, color commentary team. But, um, like I said, Sean Grande is our guy. He's, a, he's great. And him and Jimmy and Chael have been a lot of fun to listen to as well. So, you know, but uh, that's going to be, I think, timing on, on dates and, and availability of Sean Grande. Are you close to signing one of Um We sent in an offer, and we're waiting to see if the UFC's going to match. That's where it's at. And regarding the 7-9 to 
international markets that you're going to be holding events in in 2017. You've already announced Italy, obviously the UK, Ireland, Hungary. What other countries can we expect you to break into the show? Um, we're definitely going to go to South America at some point. So whether it's Brazil or Argentina, we're going to go down to uh, to South America and do something really big. Okay. You know, so it, it, it's the fight that I have in mind. I think will be spectacular, and I think that um, those two territories make a lot of sense. Scott, just interested to get your take. There seems to be a lot of chatter online as to the recent bouts and them actually not being for real. When you read, when you see, when you hear that, what goes through your mind? I mean, it's just absolutely rubbish, honestly. And uh, it's insulting as a promoter for 31 years has been in the sport. And, and, I, and I look back and I'm like, who is making the accusation, you know? It's a UFC commentator or a UFC fighter or somebody that, you know, belongs to another league. And they're just trying to throw stones. I mean, to me, it's like, look, even Dana came out and said, you know, there's no way that was. I mean, Tito Ortiz is a strong guy caught chill in a, in a position where you know he tapped him out and that's it so why 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 start throwing rocks and stones and and to me it's like look I I feel like this if you if you're gonna make accusations like that then you better have something to back it up and if you don't go talk to Viacom legal because that's where it's at in my point you, you can make accusations and to me it's you're 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 insulting our integrity of our league and you're insulting my insulting my integrity as a fight promoter for 31 years I mean we could lose our license you know I mean are we gonna, that's that's ridiculous so to me it's like you know you're 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 crossing the line at some point and I've already turned over to Viacom legal to, to handle it so we'll go from there and who uh, was actually conspicuous by his accent today was James Gallagher. I take it that he will be on the card. I know he's matched already for a forthcoming card, but I take it he will be on the London leg of Bellator. Yeah, that, I'm not sure about that one. He might, he might be fighting somewhere else, so we'll see. But um, we, we will be back here in a couple of weeks. We'll have something to announce, and hopefully Roy can join us in a couple of weeks because this fight got put together pretty quickly. So, you know, we, we couldn't get Roy here in time. But uh, I think we'll have a, a really good matchup. We'll have all the fighters here, and we'll do a uh, you know nice luncheon for you guys again. I read a report this morning that Spike is going to rebrand, and will, in, in about a year or so, be known as the Paramount Network. Right, right. Um, does that affect you guys in any way, whether it's in the U.S. or internationally? Uh, I mean, I'm not sure how it's going to work internationally, like if they're going to keep Spike, or but um, we are going to be a fight product, Bellator, MA, on Paramount Networks. So it's just, they're just changing the name, but you know, we're still going to do our fights there, and I think that uh, they're excited about uh, the name change, and, and uh, you know, they're excited about having Bellator on, on the network. Just a question in sort of general terms, obviously, you know, you're, you're very well known from building up Strikeforce into, you know, the huge success that it was. How much... How much is this sort of mirroring that success and how rewarding is it for you to be able to pick up a brand like Bellator and start to grow it once again, much like you did with, with Strikeforce? Yeah, you know what, that's a great question because really it's uh, it's really what drives me every day, you know, because when uh, when we sold Strikeforce, we had, I had a partner and, uh, you know, I think it's known that that was something that they wanted to do and, you know, I, I really didn't want to do it that much, but it's either we were going to sell or I was going to end up in a bad marriage, so to speak, right? So it is what it is, but um, you know I think things work out how they're supposed to work out, and I call Bellator in my mind Strikeforce 2.0, right? And every day when I wake up, it, I, I feel like there's unfinished business with 
how far I could have took Strike Force, right? And that's really what motivates me to to drive this company because you know now I have more resources than ever. Think about it. We have networks all over the world. I have a, a backing of a company that you know is a worldwide media you know mogul conglomerate, and so. You know, you, you put all that together with the know of how to promote and how to, you know, put on the, the big fights and the big shows. You know, I think the, the free agency is going to continue. I think we're going to attract more free agents. And I think that we're going to expand in more television markets. And I think that we're going to uh, grow our fighter roster from the bottom up. I mean, how we built this company is exactly how we built Strikeforce, right? But with a lot more support, a lot more help. And, you know, Vicon's been amazing. You know, been so, so, so supportive. And, and, you know, I think that Kevin Kay from Spike TV does not get enough credit because if it wasn't for him, and I was on the outside looking in at that time. I was I was working actually with uh, with K1 at that time. So I was in the kickboxing, you know, industry. wasn't I wasn't involved in MMA at all. It wasn't even legal in California at that time. So um, you know, I was on the outside looking in. And Kevin K was the guy that said, you know what? We're gonna give um, the UFC a shot to to be on Spike. If that didn't happen. You know, and I know that the, you know Lorenzo and and UFC did their part, but if that didn't happen, where would we? Uh, we might not all be here talking right now. You know, and Kevin was the guy that said, "Okay, we're going to take a risk and put you on." And yeah, did it work out for both parties? And yeah, of course, absolutely. But but it was it was Kevin K from Spike that said, "We'll do it." And at that time, that was a time when no one had MMA on TV. Think about that. It wasn't that long ago. Now, you know, since then, Showtime aired it with Strikeforce and CBS and, and NBC now, you know, and then Fox. I mean, everybody has MMA. But that was in the time where nobody had MMA. And Kevin Kay said, all right, we'll give it a shot. And, uh, you know, I, I give him the credit and the respect. And historically, when, it, when, when the history books come out, I think that, you know, that should be noted that uh, he, was the, he was the gentleman that really, and he loves MMA. I mean, this is a guy that's emailed me. Two in the morning. Hey, did you see this article? Did you see that? Did you see? That? I'm like, he's really into it, man. I mean, you know, he's the president of a network now. He's the president of three networks. He's run uh, Country Music Channel and TV Land, as well as you know Spike now, Paramount later. Um, he's into MMA. He loves it. He watches all the fights, man. And, and to have somebody you know to work with like that, it's, it's really a special, special uh, moment in time. And really, we have. It's my job. To drive it as hard as I can, and think about the fights we're throwing, man. Fedor versus Mitro, Rampage versus King Mo. This fight, and then you know, there's, there, believe me, there's going to be more big fights the rest of the year, and, and I'm really looking forward to what we can do. But um, it all goes back to, you know, like I said, like what you asked me was the unfinished business part, you know, and that's really, it, it really drives me because it has nothing to do with competing against anybody. It really has to do with what I felt. I, I could have accomplished, you know, before, you know, I sold. That's, that's how I feel. Is there a specific, a specific element to that? Is there a specific type of show or a specific type of fight that you felt that you were building towards in Strike Force and then it got cut off before you had the chance yeah. that you're now looking to build to now in, in Bellator? Yeah, you know what? Um, I mean, if you look at the elements, the production elements of Strike Force, it's bigger here now, but it's, it's kind of the same element, the same feel, and, you know. But you know, let's be honest. That was really a page taken out of my Japanese promotion handbook when I worked for K1. They did it better than anybody. Let's face it. I mean, they were. I walked into Tokyo Dome one time, and I was like, "Oh my God, I can't believe they pay me to come here to to help them. This is unbelievable." I think they had sixty or seventy thousand people. 
and I, I literally walked to the top of that building to, to see what it looked like, and the ring was like this big, and it was packed. It was just amazing, and I was like, I can't believe this is going this is going on. You know, I mean, the biggest event that I had promoted for kickboxing was in '94. Was Javier Mendez, who was the uh, the AKA coach. Yeah. So I promoted him at the San Jose Arena in 1994. And we had, I think we had 12,000 people. He fought Mary Piotrowski from Poland. And um, I think we had 12,000 people there. And, and that was the biggest. But to walk into an, a stadium where, you know, they played baseball. And then they, they went on a stadium tour. K1 went on a stadium tour that year or where they did, like, the Tokyo Dome, the Fukuoka Dome, the Osaka Dome. It was just like, but there's nothing like it. But anyway, so that's really the playbook is, you know, taking a page from, from, from the the Japanese production, and, which I really love. I mean, I always thought that should be a part of it. You know, when the music starts, the guy's walking down the ramp, and you got all this stuff, you know. I, I love that stuff. It's entertainment, man, and, and I think that people really enjoy it. You're talking earlier about name changes and rebrands. It just reminds me of something that was doing the rounds quite a while back, and that was actually changing the name of Bellator. I quite like the name of Spike Force, but was that actually Spike any... <laughs> was there any legs to that? Was that actually true, or that... You know that what? Another no, that was a joke, but they had, they had originally talked about uh, changing it to Spike MMA, you know, but they, it was some trademark issues or whatever that, so we stuck with Bellator, and I told Kevin, I said, you know, this will be fine, because I'm telling you, Kevin, what Bellator means today, two years ago, to what it means now, is going to be much different. And what a bell tour means today compared to two years from now is going to be much different. So let's just keep doing these fights, keep investing in fighters, investing in our staff, investing in moving this brand forward. And, you know, let's face it, they got great platforms to air all this stuff all over the world. So let's just keep pumping it, man, and let's work hard. And, and he's been behind it, man. He's like, he's all about it. So, you know, it's nice to have that support from a, a company that, uh, you know, that really loves MMA. So, you know, it's... Uh, it's a great, it's been a great, great relationship.